Hello, everybody. We are about to head into Yom Kippur, and I want to give this final message because I think it cuts into the essence of what we're trying to do on this powerful day. And I want to ask this question, that we sit there on Yom Kippur beating ourselves up for the things we've done wrong. But how is this my fault? Who created me with the desire to say Lashon Hara, Hashem? Who created me with my ego that is self-centered? Hashem. Who created me with sexual instincts? Hashem. Who created me with laziness, jealousy, anger? Hashem. All my shortcomings come from the instincts that Hashem instilled within me. Why are we taking the blame and faulting ourselves for all the mistakes that we've made in the past year? And here I want to introduce Jaco Willink, a decorated retired Navy SEAL officer who spent 20 years in the U.S. Navy and who was the commander of SEAL Team 3's task unit bruiser during the Battle of Ramadi, the epicenter of violence and murder in Iraq. And he shares with us the following story. We had multiple units out on the battlefield fighting the enemy. We had friendly Iraqi soldiers. We had U.S. Army soldiers and U.S. Marines, along with small elements of my SEAL team. And then the fog of war rolled in with its confusion and chaos and mayhem and with its gunfire and enemy attacks and screaming men and blood and death. And in that fog of war, through a series of mistakes, and human error, and poor judgment, and Murphy's Law, and just plain bad luck. A horrendous firefight broke out. But this firefight, it wasn't between us and the enemy. This firefight, tragically, was between us and us. Friendly forces against friendly forces. Fratricide the mortal sin of combat and the most horrific part of war. And when it was over and the fog of war lifted, one friendly Iraqi soldier was dead, two more were wounded, one of my men was wounded, the rest of my seals were badly shaken. And it was only through a miracle that no one else was killed. And it was reported up the chain of command what had happened. That we had fought and wounded and killed each other. Jaco then goes on to explain that when he got back to base after the mission, things didn't get much better. There was a message waiting for him from the commanding officer, and it said, shut down all operations. He said the commanding officer, the master chief officer, and the investigating officer were inbound to his location. And they told him to prepare a debrief to explain exactly what had happened on the operation and what had gone wrong. Now, he knew what this meant. It meant that somebody had to pay. Somebody had to be held accountable. Somebody had to get fired for what had happened. And so he prepared his debrief and in it, he detailed every mistake that was made and who made it. And he pointed out every failure in the planning, in the preparation and the execution of the operation. And then he pointed out who was responsible for each 
failure. And he said that there was so much blame to go around, so many people that he could incriminate with guilt. But something wasn't right because he couldn't put his finger on who exactly was at fault and who specifically he should blame for what had happened. And then when he was about 10 minutes from starting the debrief, the answer came to him. And I realized that there was only one person to blame for the confusion, only one person to blame for the wounded men, and only one person to blame for the dead Iraqi soldier. And I knew exactly who that person was. And with that knowledge, I walked into the debriefing room with my commanding officer and the master chief and the investigating officer were sitting there waiting for me along with the rest of my men, including my SEAL that had been wounded, who was sitting in the back of the room with his head and his face all bandaged up. And I stood up before them and I asked them one simple question. Whose fault was this? One of my SEALs raised his hand and he said it was my fault. I didn't keep control of the Iraqi soldiers I was with. And I said, no, it wasn't your fault. And then another SEAL raised his hand and said it was my fault. I didn't pass our location over the radio fast enough so no one knew what building we were in and that's what caused all this confusion. It was my fault. And I said, no, it wasn't your fault either. And then another SEAL raised his hand and he said, boss, this was my fault. I didn't properly identify my target and I shot and killed that friendly Iraqi soldier. This was my fault. And I said, no, this wasn't your fault either. And it wasn't yours or yours or yours, I said as I pointed to the rest of the SEALs in the room. And then I told them that there was only one person at fault for what had happened. There was only one person to blame. And that person was me. I am the commander and I am responsible for everything that happens. Everything. You see, the reason I find this so powerful is because ultimately we are the commander of everything that goes on inside of us. We can easily blame Hashem, our DNA, life circumstances, friends, family for all of our shortcomings. But Hashem put us in this world to overcome those shortcomings and rise above them so that we can choose greatness. The primary thing Hashem is looking for on Yom Kippur is are you taking extreme responsibility for your actions? Take ownership. Take extreme ownership. Don't make excuses. Don't blame any other person or any other thing. Get control of your ego. Don't hide your delicate pride from the truth. Take ownership of everything in your world. Take ownership of your mistakes, take ownership of your shortfalls, take ownership of your problems, and then take ownership of the solutions that will get those problems solved. But here's the crazy part. And you know what? I didn't get fired. In fact, my commanding officer, who had expected excuses and finger pointing, 
When I took responsibility, when I took ownership, he now trusted me even more. And my men, they didn't lose respect for me. Instead, they realized that I would never shirk responsibility. When a team takes ownership of its problems, the problems get solved. You see, when Hashem sees us taking responsibility, He doesn't fire us. On the contrary, He wants to renew us with our mission and the resources and abilities that we need to carry it out even further. He wants to give us more because He sees He can trust us and that we're owning our shortcomings and that we're going to take strides to improve it in the future. Take ownership of your life. Don't sit there on Yom Kippur beating yourself up for being at fault. Know that Hashem created you as a proper, messed up human being who is self-centered, only wants to protect his own ego, seeks comfort over greatness, chases constantly after the most pathetic and fleeting pleasures, and struggles with jealousy, hatred, and anger. But remember that Hashem gave us the intellect and free will to overcome those lower instincts. The point of Yom Kippur is accepting extreme responsibility for every one of our shortcomings and acknowledging that we were given the power to transcend and become greater if we only exercise it. Is it our fault that we were created this way? No. Is it our responsibility to overcome our nature and fulfill our potential? Absolutely. Yom Kippur is about saying every one of these shortcomings is my responsibility. I take full ownership of the decisions I make that fall short of my potential. That is the step of Vidoy, taking ownership and then feeling the deep negativity of what I've done and motivating ourselves to change. That's the step of Harata. And then finally, implementing a solution for the future known as Kabbalah Allah Asid. And with those three steps, we are ready to face Hashem, to own our potential. Wishing you all a Gemar V'chasimah Tova to be inscribed in the richest, most fulfilling year of your life have a sublime day. So, tate my kid.